Welcome to Discover Boston College, a D100 radio podcast, and your number one source for everything happening on the Heights. From student organizations to campus-wide events and everything in between, we'll bring you the best of BC in just five minutes. Now, on to today's episode. Welcome to a three-part series for the Center for International Higher Education here at Boston College. I'm your host, Dylan Carollo, and welcome back to Discover Boston College. Today, we have Rebecca Schendel and Gerardo Blanco here with us to speak about the CIHE and all of its offerings. So thank you guys so much for being here. It's a pleasure. Thank you. So I'm Rebecca Schendel. I'm the Managing Director of the Center for International Higher Education, also Associate Professor of the Practice in the Department of Educational Leadership in Higher Ed. That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. <laughs> Tongue twister. It is indeed. I'm Gerardo Blanco. I'm the Academic Director of the same center, and I'm also an Associate Professor. Awesome. Awesome. So let's jump right into this. What is the Center for International Higher Education? Yeah, so the Center for International Higher Education has actually been at uh, BC since 1995. Next year will be our 30th anniversary, wow. which will be a very exciting year for all of us. That is exciting. Um, so the center was founded by uh, Professor Philip Altback. He's a professor emeritus now. Um, but when he came to BC, he he realized that well, sort of. So Phil is sort of the founder, or one of the founders of this field that you might want to consider a, a subfield mm -hmm. of of higher education studies. So he was one of the first people in the U.S. to really be thinking about how we can learn in comparative perspective by thinking about how higher education works in different ways around the world. Um, also, he was also interested in how institutions sort of become more international, but really he was a comparative education person. That was mm -hmm. his background. And he was really interested in thinking about how higher education systems work in different ways and in similar ways. Um, and he founded the center here as a as a the first research center in the U.S. I think the first research center in the world wow. to really think about that. And what's been really what is really interesting is over the, the last thirty years how much this field has just exploded and expanded. Mm -hmm. And it's something that Herder and I take very seriously. That now you know we're in charge of the center now, and the field has changed so much in those thirty years that our role is really quite different in a way because now we're sort of a hub of this in this vast network as opposed to like the one gig in town that's right. doing this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we hold that mantle very seriously. I should say Phil, so Phil re retired 10 years ago, but he's the first to say he's failed at retirement. So he's still around, mm -hmm. he comes to our <laughs> events. He's still very um, involved in the center in, in, in that capacity. Um, so broadly speaking, that's our background. What we do is we do do some research and we're a research center. So we do mm. research thinking about how higher education works comparatively. We've generally done that in collaboration with partners around the world. So the center has always been very, uh, emphatic about the fact that we don't want to be an ivory tower of Westerners, right. Americans talking about how higher education is done elsewhere. We've right. always done it with our colleagues. So, you know, we, we have a long tradition of writing books, for example, in a on a particular topic, and all the different chapters will be contributors from around the world who are talking about their own context and how that topic is handled where they are from, as opposed to us talking about them. So that is, I think, one of the reasons that both Herardo and I, we've known about the center throughout our entire uh, careers, but also one of the things that led us to come here because we both very much believe in that as the way to do research in a comparative perspective. Mm -hmm. You need to do it in that sort of networking sort of way. So we do that. We also do a lot of other public events, which we can talk about later in the yeah. podcast, and we're related to academic programs in higher ed. Mm -hmm. You want to add anything? No, I, I think that idea, just emphasizing that we are a network of researchers. We are a place that convenes the field in that, you know, we have been around for a few decades and that kind of gives us uh, kind of that perspective of really looking at these changes uh, over time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so kind of going off of that, are there any like current projects that you guys are working on that you'd like to highlight? Uh, 
too many to count or to go <laughs> into uh, into all the depth. Uh, but we're, we really are working and we're very excited on a number of initiatives. One of them is actually part of a larger uh, study involving 10 different countries. So we are leading the US component of really thinking about how higher education contributes to the public good. And mm -hmm. also how this notion of uh, common good and public good in higher education, how these notions are understood, uh, particularly in the US. But uh, the exciting part for us is how that is in dialogue with understandings from nine other countries, which really has been one of the strengths of the center. Um, also, we are working on a project. Rebecca was referring to this uh, way and this approach of uh, working on books and mm -hmm. how the contributors reflect different parts of the world, different regions. So one of these books uh, that we are actively working on uh, is really thinking about the quality of higher education systems and institutions under conditions of disruption. Uh, and we are first and foremost um, reconceptualizing the notion of disruption, right? Conceptually, it has been romanticized quite a bit lately. Mm -hmm. and we want to gently uh, push back based on evidence, right. uh, at least in the context of higher education, we're mostly in the business of reducing or containing disruption, mm -hmm. uh, but we're also trying to understand disruption from a broad perspective. Uh, it can be economic, social, political, public health, and so on. So how do we learn from how institutions adapt to these changing conditions so that then we can have more robust and more responsive higher education systems? Uh, and of course, there is a range of many other projects and initiatives, uh, but these are two that really um, jump out uh, at this time. The biggest one's awesome. This series will continue in the next episode. Stay tuned. Thank you for, Thank you for tuning into Discover Boston College, a D100 radio podcast. Bridging the gap between Boston College and the BC community globally, one episode at a time. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss a future episode. And we'll see you next time.